Welcome back, everyone. It's our latest episode of No Sleep Till Belmont, your Islanders podcast from The Athletic. It's Arthur Staple here. Um, boy, a lot has happened since the last time we sat down and, uh, and chatted about the Islanders, obviously. It's, um, I think that was nine days ago, and um, you know, the sports world has changed dramatically. The world has changed dramatically. I, uh, you know, we were supposed to be recording on last Thursday, and instead I was uh, hustling to catch a plane home from Calgary once uh, even before the season was officially called off Wednesday night I was at dinner with a couple of uh, people from the Islanders and um, we got word that uh, that Rudy Gobert had tested positive for the for the COVID-19 virus and the NBA was immediately canceling all of its games so it felt like the right time to change my flight plans and get out of there and get home to my family and uh, we've kind of been holed up here for about a week um hoping to not feel any sickness, um, trying not to interact with too many people. We've got three kids in the house of varying ages and getting them used to learning from home or just spending time at home with just us. I'm sure lots of you out there are doing the same thing, and it's uh, it feels like in such a short space of time everything has uh, been turned upside down. So um, I'm glad to be able to sit down and record a little something you guys uh, as always came through with some good questions via twitter uh even before we get started and also on that crazy day last week um we heard that mark Parrish won't be available for us for a little while um fam- you know a family situation came up um mark had missed a couple of broadcasts before that which was unfortunate and this time it uh, seems like it's going to be a little while longer so we send uh, all our best out to mark it was so much fun uh, doing the podcast with him this year. He's, uh, he's such a great presence, and uh, hopefully we'll have him back really soon. So, um, like I said, a lot's happened, and uh, now there's not a lot happening. So we just have to kind of plow ahead. And, um, you know, when I throw it out for Twitter questions, I hope, uh, you know, I got some some good ones that aren't necessarily directly related to the current Islanders situation. Um, and those you should keep those coming because uh, not only do we need a little bit of uh, – relief from all the heaviness of the last week or so and, and the many weeks to come, but um, I need it too. So uh, thank you to, all, to everyone who sent stuff in. Um, my old friend, the Islanders fan, Doc Ed, and uh, Doc, um, you among many people out there who are first responders and working in uh, in critical situations, uh, we say thank you to to Doc Ed and, uh, and all the other first responders and, and frontline medical workers out there who are who are sacrificing their time and their health to keep everybody safe. So I'm glad that Doc had some time to send in a question earlier today. And this one obviously was uh, the first one I saw and gave me a nice laugh. Which one would you be more likely to start while being locked down at home, Game of Thrones or Real Housewives? Um, To me, it's a no-brainer. It's Real Housewives. Much more drama, um, a little less bloodshed, a little less sex, I think, but uh, not not much, not much. and if you're really, you know, this is courtesy of my wife, Beth, who probably will be a guest on this podcast at some point with the rest of my family, maybe <laughs> intervening in the recording. There's not a lot of space in our house between uh, one kid uh, doing online schoolwork, uh, my wife doing her work in her office, and then the other two little kids running around like crazy. So um, get used to the uh, the interruptions. It'll be it'll be uh, it'll be OK. But my wife is uh, is the one who introduced me to Real Housewives. Admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of Game of Thrones, and I'm not that big into sort of that fantasy adventure stuff. But Real Housewives, uh, as as fake as it probably is and really is, uh, still very entertaining. Um, 
I'd start with New York, uh, East Coast bias, but um, Beverly Hills is pretty good. Orange County is pretty good. New Jersey, if you really want to get trashy, is uh, is not bad. Atlanta's not bad. Uh, the other ones to me don't really count. Those are kind of the uh, the original ones. So um, yes, I would I would go with Real Housewives. It is uh, it's a great distraction, even in normal times and in these abnormal times. It's uh, it, it's fantastic. So totally approve of that. Thanks for the question, Doc. Uh, Kurt Green says, "Who's your favorite former non Islander player to cover?" Um. That is a good question. Uh, I, I think about some of those guys, and and you know, we're not really you know this is an Islander team that's run by Lou Lamarillo. There's not a lot of extraneous contact with people, but you know these are people I see every day, and they have families, and they know I have a family. Um, so there's been some some contact between a few guys and myself, and everyone seems to be in the same situation of uh of not really knowing what to do and especially the guys with kids um trying to navigate all that um it's uh it's an uncertain time so it's nice to reach out to or or hear from people that you've uh you've always liked in the game and and uh made a a nice connection with and i think of guys that uh were never islanders um i would say current players brian boyle is probably right up there um brian is uh you know, I got to know him a little bit when he was uh, a ranger, and uh, he and I always had a had a nice um, back and forth. Um, his dad is an Arthur. He's got a brother named Arthur, one of his many siblings. Um, I met uh, I met senior the, the Arthur Boyle Senior. He's uh, he's a very colorful character, um, and I just always have enjoyed talking to him, whether he was in New York or Tampa, uh, now in Florida. Uh, was surprised um, that he didn't end up being an Islander. I thought he would be a, a pretty good candidate for that three three C role, and uh, didn't end up working out. But um, he's uh, he's a guy. Whenever I see him, it's always a good conversation. So uh, that's definitely one um, among some other guys that are current in the league. David Backus is uh, is a great. You know, I've only had a couple interactions with him, but they've always been really uh, quality. I'd say. You know, it's it's uh, it, you know you. You don't always look for people that you immediately mesh with in terms of personalities. You can't you can't do that in this job. You have to if you got to go talk to somebody, you go talk to them. And whether it's awkward or not awkward, you just got to plow through. But uh, but the couple of conversations I've had with him over the years have been really in depth and insightful. And I think that's backed up by a lot of people who have been around him for a long time, whether in St. Louis or Boston. Uh, just a, a quality guy who uh, who always uh, provides some good insight. Um, Marty St. Louis is another guy I'd put on that list of, uh, of a non-Islander. Um, always had good interactions with him as well. So, um, yeah, um, there's a lot of guys out there. It's a good sport to cover on that front. Uh, not necessarily guys that when you see them after, uh, you know, the once or twice a year, if they're on another team, they don't always necessarily recognize you or, um, you know, have that personal interaction. But, uh, but it's, still, it's still pleasant. So Brian Boyle, definitely top of my list. Um, Dave, my good friend, Dave, uh, hi, Dave. Hi, Lisa. I hope you guys are doing well and staying safe. If you're a player and you're stuck in quarantine, what are you doing to keep busy, keep up on skills? If you can't go to the rink and may not have a home gym and then in parentheses, do most players have a home gym? I'm going to say yes. Um, the guys that are on long Island, uh, who have bought places, um, I would guess that, you know, especially the guys with families who have settled down a little bit, they're definitely guys with home gyms because, you never know if you're if you're you know injured or stuck around the house um, away from the team. Um, 
you know, obviously they have access not in normal times to the to the training facility, but uh, but I think a lot of guys are are you know these are serious professional athletes. They're into working out, so I bet most of those guys have home gyms, um, and they also all have trainers from the off season wherever they live year round uh, or down here. So, um, you know, I think even most of us regular folks are trying to find workout groups or, or workout videos to help keep us sane, keep us moving when we're stuck indoors. Um, I'm certainly been searching for, uh, stuff to keep the kids entertained. My wife found the site called go noodle, um, which has lots of videos like kids, Zumba videos, yoga videos, all that kinds of kinds of stuff. Um, so, um, there's definitely lots of that stuff for adults too. And, and, uh, I think players are definitely getting targeted workouts when they're not with their trainers or, uh, they just things you can do to, to keep your body moving. It's not skating. And I think that is going to be the biggest issue about restarting, um, whether it's in June or July or whatever, uh, even next year. Um, uh, you know, I think if my, my best guess is that if we have a canceled season here, um, if the CDC keeps the orders uh, in place for even longer than going into May, and it just seems too difficult to get restarted, and the can't the season is canceled, and and they start out start fresh in in September, I would imagine training camp is going to be a bit longer than it used to be because guys will have been off for so long. Um, it's just not going to be a normal season, even uh, even if they can guarantee playing all eighty two games next year. So, um, you know, I think there's there's ways to keep your body fresh. Um, you know, I understand that the facilities, at least until this week, were still open for rehab for injured players. So I assume guys like Adam Pellick, um are still coming in. I don't know that there's too many other guys besides him that uh, that would still need to get uh, rehab work. But uh, but I imagine that's going to be shutting down soon too. You know, it's just it, it, to have guys move people moving around or in close contact with others doesn't seem be the wisest course of action right now um according to all the medical professionals that are out there speaking on this subject so um you know we'll have to see where everybody is uh once things are completely shut down and and uh and guys start to get a little bit more used to not having ice and and their bodies you know starting to relax a little bit mike has a question about uh Ilya sorokin if there are any rumblings on him well i i think uh, the KHL has put a pause on their playoffs. Uh, again, I don't, I don't know the situation in Russia, but uh, if if they're, the cases of the virus are ramping up there, just like they are everywhere else around the world, um, I can't see them resuming those playoffs anytime soon. So um, I don't know that there's a huge rush to get him over here. Uh, I don't know that there was before because his uh, his CSKA team was uh, was steamrolling through the first round of the playoffs and was, uh, I think ready for the quarterfinal matchup, uh, the, the, uh, regional rivalry matchup with Dynamo Moscow. Um, I think CSK was a pretty heavy favorite in that one too. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, if they, if they cancel that season, I think all contracts in the KHL end on April 30th. So if there's a cancellation before then, um, I imagine you'll see him signing a contract with the Islanders at some point after that, but, uh, it would certainly you know, be sort of academic. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know if there would be rules, whether they could sign him to a one year entry level deal, uh, started immediately with, with a season on pause, uh, and then have that, that year basically be burned so that he can sign a, a more lucrative RFA deal for, uh, for next season. 
but my my understanding was he was still planning to come over uh, before all this craziness happened. So I have to think uh, that will still happen. Um, what it would mean to have him sign, you know, if the KHL playoffs get get gassed before the NHL makes any decision about uh, cancellation, that would make it interesting, like I said, because then you could conceivably burn that first year of an entry-level deal for a standard amount um, and then move on to a, a bigger ticket contract. Or he could wait and, and sign the one-year entry-level for 2021, um, get some high-level performance bonuses put in and, and make it uh, something more worth his while in the, you know, I would say in the $2 million range or something like that if he could meet all those performance bonuses. But um, I think the benefit to the player is you burn the year like a college free agent might, and then you can, uh, you can, you're can you free to sign a, a bigger deal or negotiate a bigger deal. Uh, Mike Minucci, uh, there were a couple of questions along this line. Have you heard um, from the Islanders front office if this will delay the, the new Belmont construction even more and postpone the potential date they can start playing games there. Uh, a very good question. It was it was asked of Lou Lamarillo on his conference call earlier this week. Um, he also said it was a good question and a tough question because who's to know? Uh, you know the work requirements at the build at the at the site really fall under uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's purview, and he's starting to restrict access to workplaces. Um, uh, you know. Today, Thursday, uh, it sounded like they they wanted seventy five percent of workers to stay home if they could. Um, obviously, construction is not a work from home situation, but having all those workers in close contact again is not not helpful right now. Um, so we'll see uh, if that if those if outdoor construction sites are are completely shut down. Um, I can't imagine it's going to go on uh, as scheduled, but maybe they've built in some some time to be off how much time i have no idea they've certainly the, the skeleton has gone up pretty well um you can certainly if you drive by and uh, on the cross island you can see what clearly looks like it's going to be a big sports arena right on the edge of the the grandstand there at belmont park um so you know it's uh, it's one of those unknowns um if they have to push it back then they'll have to push it back it's uh it would be frustrating, I'm sure, but uh, but I think there's going to have to be a lot of give and take around what happens in the in the near term future of uh, not only the NHL but all sports. Um, whether it's finding buildings to play in, uh, neutral sites, maybe even um, it's hard to know. So, um, Bob Smith asked, "What's the likelihood of the Islanders landing Taylor Hall in the off season?" Well. Uh, I I appreciate Bob asking a question, uh, keeping his eyes on the prize here during this week of uh, complete insanity that uh, that Taylor Hall is still still on your minds. Um, I think it's a it's a real long shot. And now, given all that's happened and the and the the, the thinking that um, we're not going to see uh, an increase in the salary cap at all next season, and whatever next season looks like, whatever the rest of this season looks like, if uh, you know, I think it was Larry Brooks and, and Elliot Friedman both uh, had some pieces that came out in the last couple of days talking about what a full season cancellation for the rest of this year would look like as far as escrow is concerned and revenues for the league. You may be talking about a 35% escrow charge on players' contracts, which basically means they don't that they make 65% of what they sign for. The rest goes back to the league to make sure that it's a 50-50 revenue split. Um that's a that's a big. Those are big losses for teams. Those are big losses for players. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to 
project after that um, how much the cap could possibly even go up or stay the same uh, at 81.5 million. Um, you know, it's uh, it it won't be a scenario where teams will want to spend a lot and players will want to keep more of what they sign for. Um, so there might be a little bit of uh, hesitation to to ramp the cap up at all or, or create some sort of inflator on the player's side because then new contracts will be worth more than the ones the guys had already signed. Um, and you don't want to create that kind of friction with, uh, with CBA negotiations also going on. So um, as of right now, the Islanders still have 70 million and change committed for next season without Matthew Barzal and Ryan Pollock and Devon Tave signed. Um, you know, I have to think that in the midst of all of this, uh, the idea of amnesty buyouts would have to loom somewhere in the background, and that would obviously help the Islanders quite a bit. Uh, it would probably mean they could get rid of Andrew Ladd's contract. They might be able to get rid of Johnny Boychuk's contract. Um, those aren't great things to think about right now, um, to be perfectly honest. But if you're in the you know thinking back in the cold, calculating business world as we used to think all of a week ago, um, those would be the two biggest hits to get off their books without uh, without any penalty. Um, and and I think if there were if there were uh, maybe two amnesty buyouts per team built into whatever comes out of this situation, um, the Islanders would be positioned to to then really make a run at a guy like Taylor Hall. It would it would change the calculus quite a bit. And uh, and I'm curious. I would love to get a start date or get a cancellation date and get through all this and get back to thinking about that stuff. It'll take a little time to get used to it. But uh, but Bob, I appreciate the question. RB has a good one. What's your ideal burger topping? Regular fries, curly fries, seasoned curly fries. Um, again, this feels as relevant as anything Islander related. So um, I am a turkey burger guy. Uh, not, I'm not certainly not crowing about the fact that I gave up eating red meat about three years ago. I was a gout sufferer. Um, I hated it. It was uh, had a couple of bad attacks of it and read up on what I needed to start avoiding. So red meat went out, beer went out. Um, I think that was about it. There's probably some other things I should have gotten rid of, but those are the two headliners. So I'm more of a turkey burger guy, which means whenever my family has burgers, I have the disappointing turkey burger, which is never as good as a, as a beef burger. Never. And uh, it's I, I just regret it every day. So back in the day when I did used to eat red meat, um, I would say my ideal burger had caramelized onions, maybe some barbecue sauce, and really that's about it. Kind of a simple... Simple toppings, maybe some cheese, maybe not. But um, if it was a good burger, uh, those were the two things that I was most excited to to have on there. And um, I think regular fries are are pretty much the way to go. Hard to beat the hard to beat the standard on fries. You get a little too creative, and and things can go wrong. So, um, our friend from Sweden, Magnus Larsson, says, "Who do you see us protecting in next year's expansion draft?" Another one that. Uh, will be interesting to see how that all gets handled. Um, you know, it's it's still a year plus away from now after the 2021 season, but um, but still, you know, Seattle is still on target to start uh, in the 21-22 season. They're going to have to put a team together. Um, I don't think it's going to be one that's as appealing as the one that Vegas got to put together with all of the deals that they made, including the one that they made with the Islanders to snake a, a first-round pick away from the Islanders so that they didn't pick up one of the Islanders' young defensemen. Um, you know, I, I am curious to see um, whether it's going to be uh, 
you know, the, the seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie uh, scenario. I, I think whatever happens uh, this coming proper off season, like I said, amnesty buyouts could factor in. Um, you know, they, they obviously have guys in Pollock and Taves and uh, Adam Pellick that are three guys that I think you have to, you have to keep protected. Um, I don't know if Scott Mayfield falls in that category. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. They won't, Noah Dobson will be exempt, which helps. Um, so if it's, if they've managed to make, do, makes enough moves to keep those two guys, uh, who are pending RFAs in Pollock and Taves, I think those are the three guys you can retain. And do they have seven forwards that are worth keeping? Probably, but, um, you know, I think, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if they don't, if there's no amnesty buyouts or if they're back in cap hell after signing all these guys at the end of next season, what do they do, uh, with guys like Josh Bailey? What do they do with uh, a guy like Jordan Eberle? Um, maybe even a guy like Anders Lee. Uh, it, I think a lot depends on, on where they end up after next season. And clearly, you know, the way that this season had gone, uh, after their 17 game point streak ended, um, there were starting to be some questions about whether this was uh, this was the the core group that could carry them uh, further than they went last year. So um, those questions are on hold right now, but uh, but we'll have to see where they are once they come out of it, and then uh, if there's any more hockey to be played this year, and then next year, um, what sort of roster shuffling they can do in advance of uh, <clears throat> of the. Uh, expansion draft but it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see um to see what they do uh tex mad dog 12 i like the uh i like the handle how will a full season at the collie affect ticket prices fewer seats less revenue but everybody still needs to be paid absolutely um i'm curious to see how that's going to go too i you know i uh, my understanding is uh the seats were not as uh, not as expensive at the Coliseum this past year as it turned out. I think that was more a season ticket. Uh, once you got on the day to day, you know, resale market. Obviously, Brooklyn was not a heavily attended place, um, and really the Coliseum had some slow nights too. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what sort of plans uh, the team is interested in selling for next season. Uh, once we get out of this situation that we're in. Um, and whether they'll be tied to plans for the new arena if if things are still on target to be opened in 21-22 because uh, maybe it's worth it for, for season ticket holders to get in with uh, um, a little bit more than they were used to paying at the Coliseum for next season if that can guarantee them access to good seats in the new building, which are obviously not going to be cheap. It's a brand new building. It's going to be a lot different uh, for, for Islander fans. And as much as the excitement of having a new building uh, has built up and built up and built up, it's going to be a, a different reality for a lot of Islander fans, I think, to be in a state-of-the-art place that's going to charge uh, state-of-the-art prices for not only the seats but the concessions and all these other things. And, um, you know, there will be a resale market there too. But uh, I'll be interested to see where things stand when they get there and how many people have signed on ahead of time. And I think that would probably include a little bit of next season. So, uh, and my friend blue cheese, who, uh, is, uh, I think made his first appearance at the Coliseum, uh, not long ago. Um, and it's too bad that that was the, the only one he could do, but, uh, hopefully there'll be some more hockey for him to get to. And he's like, can we get some staple approved movie recommendations to pass the time? Um, 
my wife and I are big movie fans. Um, I don't think any sort of apocalyptic movies are good right now. That seems to be things that might up the anxiety a bit. But um, I think my go-to when I'm feeling a little bit uh, a little bit stressed out, I have a couple. Um, I Love You, Man is definitely one of them. Uh, that's a movie that my wife and I quote to each other a lot, if to sound as annoying as humanly possible, but it's a great one, and we laugh at it all the time. Uh, I can recall uh, we went on a trip to uh, Russia many, many years ago. And um, one of the first nights we were there where we had both had terrible uh, insomnia because we were on such a different uh, time schedule. We sat and watched the, um, the DVD commentary version of I love you, man, which feels like a big commitment, but it was, uh, it was still very entertaining. And um, I know blue cheese is a big rush fan, so they factor in well, if you haven't seen it. Uh, and then hot fuzz is another one that I always go to that, uh, makes me feel good. Um, just as far as the comedies go, absurd English comedy. And then, uh, if you're feeling kind of helpless and, uh, in need of, you know, just a, a movie where everybody gets what's coming to them, can't go wrong with taken, uh, just watching Liam Neeson pretty much kill every bad guy in the, in the, that <laughs> comes in the frame for two hours. Um, it's very satisfying as a parent, as a, as a person sitting here in this crazy situation right now where everybody feels pretty powerless. Um, yeah, that, that's a good one to make you feel like you're back in control because the bad guys get it. So, uh, blue cheese. Thanks for that question. And thank you all for all of those questions. Um, we're going to, we're going to power on here through the next few weeks of uncertainty with, uh, at least one podcast a week, some interesting guests, like I said, we wish Mark uh, and his family the best uh, going through their situation, and we hope to hear from him real soon. Uh, and check out our site at The Athletic. Um, we're going to keep going with some Islander stories, some some fun ones to do, whether it's uh, talking to some alumni, some uh, some guys that uh, maybe fans had forgotten about who played key roles in their few seasons on the island or, um, uh, you know, uh, guys that playing the what-if game. Um, there's... Uh, there's a lot of fun things that we can still do. There'll be some prospect rankings. We might uh, we might be able to get uh, some interesting stuff on the podcast for that. So um, thanks, as always, for tuning in. And uh, uh, we'll keep going as long as we can go, as long as there's uh, stuff to talk about, which there always seems to be with the Islanders. So thanks again, and we'll check in with you next week.